Hello, how are things? Mark McCormick here with the third installment of the Clockwork Junkie podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I much appreciate it. As ever, if you would like to contact me, my email address is clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com. And I suppose on that note, I'll just answer uh, a question or two that I was asked already. Um, yeah, the, people want to know what's the best way to follow or keep up to date with the podcast. Um, I if, if you just follow me on Spotify, you'll get early access to every podcast that comes out. I also have a YouTube channel, which is of the same name, the Clockwork Junkie Podcast. All episodes that are on Spotify will, a couple of days later, be on the YouTube channel. But the YouTube channel will also have some bonus material that isn't on Spotify. So if you follow me on Spotify, you'll get early access to all the podcasts that come out. And if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you will also get the podcast a couple of days later, but you will get some bonus material. So I hope that um, solves, or I hope that answers your question. All right, so today I'm talking about are we alone in the universe? I mean, it's a, it's a very hard topic to tackle, really, because nobody knows. You know, so some people say that aliens are already living amongst us. Some people say we've been visited in the past with uh, Anunnaki, and some people say that um, we're alone in the universe. And nobody knows, to be honest, really, like, you know, nobody knows. I mean, the Earth is, the universe is around 13.7 billion years. That's since the Big Bang. And that's the information that we have at the moment. Earth, of course, has been around 4.5 billion years. Um, we revolve around a star, that star we call our sun, and there's eight planets altogether. As you know, we're the third rock from the sun. So, I mean... That's in our galaxy alone. There's a statistic here, it was, it was 250 billion stars in our galaxy alone. Now, do you reckon that's plus or minus 150 billion? Which I know it's very variable there. So, according to that, there's between 100 and 400 billion stars. So, the average it out of 250 billion stars in our galaxy alone, and there's a million million galaxies in the observable universe. I mean, those numbers, they just boggle my mind. I mean, they actually hurt my mind when I try to think about the vastness and how big that is. I can't, I, it's, I, I don't have the intelligence to comprehend how big that number is. Or I can't even picture it in my mind's eye, I can't. You know, but I suppose there's a very interesting study there kind of to shorten that up a bit. It was done, um, the results came out on the 16th of June this year. And it was from uh, the University of British Columbia out of Vancouver. And they were, I think they were doing some project. They got uh, data from the NASA Kepler mission. And they reckon from all the data they extrapolated that there's 6 billion Earth-like planets. It could be more, but they reckon there's about, six, on average, 6 billion Earth-like planets in our galaxy. And as I said already, there's a, a million, million galaxies in the observable universe. So surely on those 6 billion Earths, Earth-like planets, in our galaxy, surely there has to be life. In in tens of thousands, maybe in millions of them. Now, of course, we haven't found it yet, and how are we going to find it? How we can travel to these other stars? That, well, we can travel, but they're just too far away. Like, the vastness of the universe is just, as I said, it's just mind-boggling. Well, to me, anyways, it is. I can't. 
It gives me a headache thinking about it. But I mean, if those six billion Earths Earth-like planets, surely there, there's life on a couple of them. You know, and, and what is an Earth-like planet? Like it's, uh, they call it the habitable, the habitable zone, like the Goldilocks zone. So like Earth is in the Goldilocks zone where it's not too warm that uh, nothing, no life could form or evolve or it's not too cold that no life could um, evolve or form. And the kind of the, the Earth-like planet would be like a rocky planet like ours with liquid water. So obviously if the planet is too close to a star, if it's not in the Goldilocks zone, if there was water there, it would turn into um, steam and it'd be gone. Or if it was too cold, it would turn into ice and so on. So, I mean, in that vastness of it, if you think about it, like, you know, we're one planet around one star. And there's 250 billion stars in our galaxy. And there's one million million galaxies in the observable universe. Surely to God there's life somewhere. And a lot of it. You know, there might be life where... Like I know on, on Mars, for instance, we found out through the NASA rovers that there is um that there used to be water in Mars. You can see all the different valleys and that water once flowed on. Um we know around some of the big gas giants like Jupiter, Neptune, um, Saturn that you know, there there's icy planets around there and a lot a lot of scientists think that there's liquid water there, so there could easily be life living under there. I mean, the first thing you think is, well no, it's it's way too cold. But I mean, look at the diversity of life on Earth. Look at the different species of life on Earth. I mean, we're walking around here. There's people. There's like there's scorpions that live in the Sahara Desert. That it's just scorching non-stop, and then at night time it's bitter cold. And they're living no problem at all. There's in the Arctic or Antarctica. There, there's there, there's life in the freezing cold. Like there's life living miles down into the Earth's crust. So life always seems to find a way. If there is a way, it seems to find a way. So, I mean, even, for example, in Jupiter, like, we, we, we surmise there's no life on Jupiter at all because it's a gas giant. But who's to say, like, what do we call life, you know, as a little green man? Like, you know, why does life always have to look like us? Or in some, you know, arms, legs, a head, eyes. Why can't it be plasma? Why can't it be, you know, some other thing that we haven't quite thought of yet? Um, I mean, it can be so diverse as something that we haven't, even in our sci-fi movies and you know, you see Alien, the movies, two arms, two legs, you see Independence Day was kind of the same. I mean, it always seems, you know, to have some resemblance of the human shape, but that may not be the case. Um, and there's not a whole lot to suggest that that would be the case. Because even, I suppose, even to get closer to home, if you look at all the different species on Earth, like I think it was 8.7 million different types of species on Earth alone. Now, you know, they can you can we can swat up on that. There's like I think there's fifty different ways of defining what a species is. You can have like a, an arachnid, but sure, how many different types of spiders are there? There's like millions and millions and millions. So we'll just go by in general. There's about eight point seven million different types of species. You know, how different is a giraffe from a frog? Both of them survive on the same planet. You know, you look at us and maybe look at a shark. We're we're completely different. Like. But yet we all are on the same planet. No problem at all. And it's hard to know what to think sometimes. Like some people think that aliens have visited us in the past and that they've left some other structures here. Others think that, I suppose that there's a common one that says that, um, you know, the, the old adage that you often see in the movies, I think especially in the 80s where this 
alien civilization would land and they'd land in America, of course, the mecca of UFO landings, apparently, and they'd land in the White House lawn to speak to the president. But sure, they, that wouldn't be the case at all, whatsoever. I mean, they'd have to be so far advanced and more intelligent that we can't even comprehend at the moment to be able to travel that distance in the first place. So that's like us, for example. Um, like we'd be so inferior to them. It's just unbelievable. It would be like us, for example, uh, let's say our local authorities are building a road somewhere to come across an anthill. Like they wouldn't land up to the anthill and want to speak to the queen of the ants. They wouldn't they'd just plough straight through it. No problem at all. Maybe an alien race would do the same. Like For them to travel that distance, they'd be, we'd be so inferior. It would be unbelievable, you know. And I mean, with all our... Uh, satellites and why can't we detect them you know why why can't we see uh why can't we see any of their uh what they would have le left behind for example you know like like surely like i mean we're sending out signals since since we start communicating like tv radio everything else they're all gone out into space i mean we can't really stop them from going out but they're gone they're gone they're gone so far now so can you, you can imagine like in a million years time some other race some other civilization that you know get, intercepts all these and kind of sees what we're putting on TV and you know they might see all the, and they think we're absolute idiots. But uh, so it's very hard to know whether they exist or not. It's something that's interesting is I think it was in it was in the fifties uh, they came out with the Fermi paradox, which was essentially what I'm saying there is if there's potentially all these planets and if there's potentially all these stars and if there's potentially all these races the Fermi paradox asks the question where are they so when we send our pointer telescopes out to space we should see all their activity we we should like i mean if if, if we're at a different star and we point telescopes to the earth we'd see communication coming out we'd see like biodiversity of plant life on the planet we'd see all different types of particles in 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 our atmosphere to let us know what kind of what the planet consists of but we can't really see that when we look out at other planets we you know so where are they you know maybe they don't want to be seen maybe they're so far away they've come to us maybe they don't want to be seen at all whatsoever um i think that's the sue hypothesis whereby if uh like they're looking at us but they're we're so inferior and we're not ready to realize that there's other civilizations out there that they're looking at us, but they they won't interfere. It's kind of I think it's I suppose akin to uh, if we were to find a tribe, just say somewhere in the rainforest, like you know we we don't run in and start getting involved. We leave them to uh, evolve their own way, maybe study them, and maybe that's happening with us. Um, just very very hard to tell. There's a, you know there's a story about uh, Anunnaki coming down. Years ago, and crossbreeding DNA with um, Neanderthal man, and turning us into kind of a more intelligent uh, workforce, slaves for them. Um, there's loads of videos on YouTube about that on Anunnaki. I mean, I don't know how true that is, um, but it's interesting nonetheless. Um, like I think if if uh, as I say that they'd be much more advanced than us. Like there, there's, I think it's impossible for. Uh, ancient civilization to contact us or to land or you know come and land on earth if they have the same technology as because like we can't do that yet we you know it takes us so long to do anything like the voyager missions are only gone outside 
our sun's gravity now you know i mean they're, they're gonna i mean they're they're nowhere near even our nearest star like we're 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 so advanced compared to what we were a hundred years ago but we're so slow it takes so long because of the vastness of space and you know it's 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 um it's just hard to know and then there's of course there's the whole story about like maybe you know we have our three dimensions maybe they have four dimensions five dimensions six dimensions that they can come in out of dimensions anytime they want and that's why we can't detect them or can't see them and i mean again that could be true but i mean you know that's all talk how do we know you know like i often found myself as a child and i do it now still i can look up um you know sometimes you're so busy with your life you're in your bubble but sometimes and it, it's very rare but i mean i do it um uh, i wonder do any of you you guys do it but if you look up at the stars and it's a clear night and there's so many stars and you, you just wonder is, is there somebody in one of them stars on a planet looking back and wondering do we exist you know it's kind of nice to think that that is the case um of course stephen hawking then stephen hawking says that we want to be careful um about trying to contact other alien civilizations um because of the fact that they'd be more advanced than us he wanted to talk about looking at human history like every race or every civilization should i say in human history that came across an inferior civilization um you think about the conquistadors of europe going across to south america and destroying the incas and the mayas you think about the europeans going over to the um native americans or the indian americans and you think about them you know killing them and taking their land and anywhere an advanced civilization has come across a less advanced civilization we've 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 obliterated their whole existence so i mean maybe that would be the same if an alien race came to earth um and stephen hawkins was saying that you know and he, he's you know who am i to disagree but i mean i disagree i i, I think that if if they're intelligent enough to have traveled the fast vacuum and distance of space i think that they they would have uh, evolved beyond trying to conquer you know there was an old thing when i was growing up where or maybe they came to earth for the water um you know to take some but i mean there's water everywhere water is so abundant in space is unbelievable there's water on loads of planets you'll find there's water even in, in our solar system like i mean they wouldn't be coming for that would they come to abduct us to see what we're like maybe maybe i, I mean we keep chickens we keep cows we take one out and we do test on them to see they're okay even out in africa we you know we, we put chips on lines so we can find out what the population is like or the movements of them or how well they're getting on in the serengeti and stuff like that so would 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 an alien race do that to us to keep track and see what we're like and maybe they would you know maybe they would but it's nearly it's nearly impossible to tell i mean i kind of you know i'm one of these people that I, I can entertain an idea without completely believing it or disbelieving it. And I, I always, I often entertain are we alone. I mean, like my opinion, something that's amazing is that all the cave drones that are around the world on different parts of the world. I mean, there, there's cave drones or murals on caves, like, for example, um, in, a, in Australia. So the Aborigines in Australia would have drawn different you know people coming from the sky and on chariots and stuff like that um but so did the mayans in south america or the incas or the aztecs and 
none of those like Australia was only discovered in the 1700s as far as I know so like none those two races or those two cultures would, would have never communicated with each other so why are they drawing the same drawings or the same murals on their caves like it's in so many different countries Turkey has loads of caves Pakistan even in uh, Iceland Greenland there's drawings on caves that are there and all the drawings are the same all around the world I mean that's like I'm not saying that to say plus or, or, or to, to go far or against it, but that's a fact. You can look that up on YouTube. You can read it on uh, National Geographic. It's not um, it's not my opinion. It's a fact. So, I mean, that. how how did that happen? You know? How did that happen? I don't know, is the answer. But it it just seems a little bit strange that someone... On the far side of the world too. Two races on either side of the world can have the same drawings of the same things on caves without knowing each other existed. You know, things with no boats, no travel, no anything at all. How how do they have the same drawing on caves thousands of miles apart? It's very hard to tell. Then you have the whole, that was a 1947 Roswell case where the American government said they had a flying saucer and then they debunked it sometime after that saying that it was a weather balloon and stuff like that you have i suppose of all them ufos and all those you know stories and like you, you nearly always see some fella called cletus in the middle of america and i was driving my my pickup truck and i didn't don't saw two saucers i mean you're not going to believe that guy but i mean you know policemen and women and military people and you know these people aren't going aren't going to lie, you know, because they lose their jobs. They'll say, "Listen, you're cracked. You're not the sheriff anymore." He said, "No, I'm not cracked. I've seen this. It landed down. Such and so happened." So I mean, how many people say the same thing before we start listening to them or before we start believing them? Like lately, the was it the American Air Force or the American military? It must be in the Air Force. They, they they came out and said that they've seen. Well, they didn't call it a UFO, they called it an unidentified aerial phenomenon. And if I can, I'll put a link to that um, on the YouTube channel uh, underneath this video. That um, They were following around these, uh, what would you call them, machines. Um, and they were moving like our technology can't move. And that they admitted that they were unidentified aerial phenomenon. So, I mean, even for them to admit something like that says that something could be up, you know. They normally wouldn't ad admit that. But they have admitted it, um, you can look it up, it's, it's 100%. And these are like pilots, um, Air Force pilots. They're trying to catch this thing and follow this thing and it's just it's moving at speeds that our technology at this current moment can't do. So, I mean, that's very, very interesting. Um, like, what would happen, I often wonder, if we find out, found out that, okay, we got a signal, um, SETI, search for extraterrestrial intelligence found a signal announced to the world we have a signal from an alien race um and that they're on their way like would all anarchy break out look at the riots now what would happen would everyone stop going to work would the whole banks would fall asunder everyone would you know what would happen in terms of religion what would happen in terms of of, of, of everything we've ever known would all change or would it that's the question. Would would people be more willing to accept it now? Um, you know, does 
does some arm or some branch of a government know that they exist? Do they are they trying to break it to us slowly? Uh, a, a lot of people say that's true, like, and that's why there's an awful lot of talk about um, are we alone and civilizations and stuff like that in 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 news lately. And there's they're, they're saying that um, oh yeah, that they know that they exist and that they're breaking it to us ever so slowly. I mean, I'm not sure about that. Again, I go back to the anthill story where if an alien race wanted to come here, they'd just come. That's it. Um, and I certainly wouldn't like them to land on uh, the White House lawn. Imagine an alien space civilization from 45 million light years away travels the whole way from their star system to our star system. The first person to meet is Donald Trump. My God. That'd be an absolute disaster. You know, you'd really want a, a committee put together to meet them and of, of our, you know, our best in class, our, our finest and our brightest. But um, it's a very, very interesting topic. And at, at some stage, I'm going to do a podcast on the UFO phenomenon. Um, you know, it, it won't be for, it won't be this, then the next two or three. But so <clears throat> if you have any ideas about that or if you have an experience um, if anything had ever happened to you, I, I'd really, really appreciate it if you sent me an email, um, clockworkjunkiepodcast at gmail.com. Tell me what happened, what was your experience. Um, maybe, I'm, you know, if, if it's a thing we're talking about on that time, I'll get back to you. Maybe I can talk to you about it, see what the story is. Um, be very, very interesting. Like, I don't really have any uh, experience of UFOs or or anything like that, you know. Like, I, when I was younger, I remember sitting down looking up at the, the stars and all of a sudden I seen stars moving. And it looked like a ship, but I mean, it didn't look like a plane, but I was young. I, I didn't know, I don't really know anybody personally who has been abducted, who says they were abducted, who, you know, um, <clears throat> it's really hard to tell. It's really, really hard to know. But the, the cave things, the, the paintings on the cave says an awful lot to me. You know, it's a, it, it should be impossible to have two, uh, almost the imagery of drawings half the world away about two different civilizations and cultures that didn't know that the other one existed i just think that's crazy you know but um you know that's it i i, I honestly don't know i'd love to hear information don't forget to email me tell me what you think of the podcast tell me uh about your experience with ufos tell me even go back to the other podcasts about negativity about life is hard anything you want to talk about i got a couple of emails there i replied to a couple of people if you don't want me to mention the emails on my podcast, I won't. I will 100% keep it between us. And I suppose I'll, I'll leave you with this quote from uh, it's from Arthur C. Clarke. And it's about aliens and are we alone. And he states, uh, the quote is, uh, there's only two possibilities exist. Either we are alone in the universe or we're not. And both are equally terrifying. And I agree with that. So listen, thank you for listening to the, jo- the Clockwork Junkie podcast. It's much appreciated. Don't forget to follow on Spotify and don't forget to subscribe on the YouTube channel. Thanks again. Bye bye.